hey, check it out. Yes, it is UK Cowboys TV. Uh, season 2, episode number 73, the pre-game show for the Seahawks, uh, which is on this Sunday, and it's on Sky TV, uh, coming live, uh, which is always nice, because I know last week we had that amazing um, Falcons game, and some people unfortunately were struggling to watch it, because it wasn't on Sky, uh, but we were alright, we were all busy uh, expressing our emotions in the UK Cowboys <laughs> TV chat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, but in order to get through the uh, dissection of uh, this Sunday's game against the Seahawks, we have the we have a two double a double a two double act a single dead uh, double act if you like. Sorry, I've got like messages flying through all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm trying to read and like, talk at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's like trying to pat your belly and rub your stomach at the same time. <laughs> Or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm just completely off whack at the moment, and I anyway, we've got a great and powerful with us, Graham Wilson and Richard Jones. How are you doing, guys? Tidy, all good. Good. All good, just good. About, just about oh, over Sunday. I know, <laughs> yeah. I'm still hyped. Yeah, it was I don't, uh... I don't care. I'm never gonna let that go. Ever. <laughs> was, oh my god. It was, it a... was... <sighs> No it was brilliant. It was uh it was pretty crazy. Just a big shout out there to Pete. Uh, Pete. From over on Facebook. Yeah, good guy. Uh, you actually met him as well. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The draft and, in uh, London, yeah. yeah. Right, brother. Yeah. So, Mate, that blazer was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It was. Yeah, you, you, you would, you would, you would like it. You would appreciate it, Gray. You when you see it, it was pretty, uh, pretty off the wall. Um, but oh, yes, yeah. Uh, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are here to talk about the uh, latest game that's coming on. Uh, as I say, at the Seahawks, it is at the Clink. Um, so it is on the road, which we'll get mm-hmm. into about road stats and all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, we, we, you know exactly where I'm going with that one, guys. Uh, but first of all, we'll get into some of the uh, latest news uh, and information that's been coming out this week. So first of all, guys, let's get into some injury history uh, oh. or injury reporting, if you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we may as well start. It's like a poop sandwich. So uh, <laughs> we just have to take a, a bite of this one. You know, start off nice. You've got the crap in the middle, the poop sandwich where you have a bite, and then finish off nice again. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, the, well, I know, yeah. It's not exactly something as well. Some people in America are having their dinner. They're like having their tea right now. And they're just listening oh, yeah, to perfect that. Like, yeah, yeah, how lovely. So, yeah, numbers are going down already. Um, first of all, guys, um, the most uh, um, doubtful, if you like, uh, in order that's going to play this week is actually Jadobia Wuzier, who uh, left the Falcons game early. Uh, I don't know what you guys have made of any of it. Have you heard any news, any information has come out from that, or just that he's still doubtful? Just solid. The only thing I've heard, or in fact, I've heard nothing since he's just solid out. Hmm. That's all I've heard. I haven't heard or seen anything different. It does look that it is that way. Um, So, yeah. um, Yeah, that is a a bit of a sad one. Uh, Also, who came up on the injury report as well was um, Diggs as well. He was questionable Mm -hmm. with a shoulder. Uh, I have asked the question. 
It doesn't look like it's going to be something that stops him playing on Sunday, but it's something to pay attention to, apparently. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Uh, so we'll just keep an eye on that one. Um, another one as well that came through was Tank. Uh, good news mm. is that wasn't injury. It was a personal <laughs> matter that you had yeah. to attend to. Um, although yep. he did carry an injury designation, it's not something that looks like it's going to stop him from playing. Yeah. Um, so that's good news. And then, of course, there is uh, Tyron Smith. Um, that's all I can see. I've asked, yeah. and I get, I get that. I get. Mm. So nobody like, knows. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. Um, but let's get first of all before we go uh, into any further. I just want to, uh, before I get into all the, you know, get talking about Cowboys experience, what have you, just what you but guys both think about what this game is going to be like this weekend. Just the initial thoughts. Go on. You go it's going to be time. it's going to be pretty similar to Sunday, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of on the Seahawks side of the ball, you kind of serviceable offensive line. Uh, mm-hmm. A group, a group of great receivers. Um, I would say the running back situation is slightly better than Atlanta's, um, but mm-hmm. they are they are giving up points, which isn't all too dissimilar to like we, like we saw from the Falcons on Sunday. So it's going to be pretty pretty similar. Um, n- normally, in any given season, you would expect a tough game. At, over in Seattle, but it's going to be pretty quiet. So, well, I say quiet. You know what I mean, like in terms of crowd yeah. noise, it'll be yeah, the, yeah, standard, yeah. the standard yeah. drone. So, mm-hmm. if you're going to go to Seattle, now's the time to do it. Yeah, very true. Um, and funnily, you, you mentioned that because one of the things I put down in my notes uh, was talking about um, the clink. So, obviously, uh, Century Link Field. Um, their home field advantage is always one of the biggest things Phenomenal. for them. Yeah, um, no crowd. Uh, 75 decibels is, is as loud as they're allowed to have it, which is the same across the league. Um, so a lot of the, the, the road splits that we're seeing lately, you can actually, some of it, dismiss. I don't know if you think that's right, Rich. Yeah, it's. I think that's fairly accurate. Um, I mean, you look at the way AT&T was the weekend just gone mm-hmm. it was don't get me wrong there was a bit of an atmosphere but everyone was saying this is nothing like it was and it, it's not going to be you've got a very big space that's not as full whether that's indoors yeah. or outdoors you know whether it's a dome whether it's open air it doesn't really matter the atmosphere is not going to be the same um so therefore the home field advantage you'd say is probably not going to be the same um that's something that's probably a bit subjective but in terms of the noise obviously that is going to be a big deal that aside i still stand by my comment of what I tweeted out on Sunday night, which I've thought about since. I thought, was that a bit reactionary? No, I don't think it was. Um, I think if the Cowboys go in and win this game in the clink, they're making the playoffs. That's my gut feeling. That is my honest gut feeling. Like it was a couple of years ago, um, where everyone was doubting us. and we were, was, I thought, What season was it? I can't remember if it was 2016. I think it was before that, actually. I think it was DeMarco Murray was having his good year. Anyway, um, when we went in there and I said, that's it. We go in there, we win that, we make the playoffs and we make the playoffs. I think it's going to be exactly the same this time around because it's a similar, in a way, it's, it's just a similar sort of team or the, the prospect of going up against a very good defence, but it is going to be a bit of a shootout. 
in my opinion. Definitely. Um, I, we'll get into some of the stats in a minute, which uh, it, you're quite right. It, it will get us into a bit of a shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, one of the things to uh, actually remember is the last time the, the Cowboys and the Seahawks played, we actually beat them uh, in the NFC wildcard game. Mm-hmm. That's last year. Very yeah. close game. Not quite a shootout, but still a close game. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. Just, mm. just one more thing on the the kind of home and away advantage. I think the the biggest difference now for this season will be the field. You know, in terms of mm. is it is it grass? Has it been pouring all week? Is it in a dome? You know, all that kind of stuff, and you, you still find yeah. that sometimes you get more injuries on the, the artificial surfaces in terms of knees and ankles and all that kind of stuff. So that's mm. really the biggest <laughs> issue, I think, for our away teams nowadays. And goodness, we know all about knee injuries, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, now, let's break, first of all, into uh, the Cowboys offence, guys, right? How the Cowboys mm-hmm. offence can beat the Seahawks uh, defence. Now, one of the good news... Uh, that goes in our favour on this game. Although it's a road game, we'll talk about all that in a minute. The one thing I noticed, that the immediate two stats that jumped out at me. <laughs> Cowboys are second in offence in uh, total yards. Mm-hmm. Right, they're second. The Seahawks defence in allowing yards yep. is 32nd. Yep. The dead last. Dead mm-hmm. last. So, there's already that big... Yeah, I mean, the point side of it all um, is actually pretty crazy. Um, But is this a sort of game, guys, where you think it's going to be Dak taking over again? Or do we see this as being more of a Zeke game? Because I've got some stats on both. But I'll let you guys take it away on that one. You go first, Graham. I think this is going to be through the air again. I would see I would see the, the Seahawks D line being much more reliable than their, their corners. Um I watched the the highlights from the Patriots game only, only, only a couple of minutes ago and um if you give a QB time he will find somebody. Um mm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the with the with the wide receivers as having a bigger day than Zeke simply because um in all honesty, I think it's going to be another shootout, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it might di- it might be dictated to us that we have to go to the air more often. Um, but just just in terms of in, in terms of looking at the Seahawks D from a whole, I would say that their line is better than their backfield, despite yep. having Adams in it, which we'll get onto. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll look at the the defense the defensive side, but. Here's an interesting stat. Um, now, I- I'll get to some other ones in a minute. I'm trying to find mm-hmm. the most obscure stats um, and let you pay, uh, dissect them and how it's going to all change. Richard's just jumping in and out there, but he's back. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't even know what um, happened there. That's fine. It was actually quite nice. It kind of just made us bounce around. If anyone was sleeping, it's just woke them up, if anything. So... Um, uh, the first one that uh, is on the road, this is just road stats, uh, that Zeke hasn't posted a 100-yard rush game on the road 
in the last four games. But never less than 81 yards. See what I'm oh. doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm doing the old, ah, but wait. Um, <laughs> the issue is, is that the Hawks' defense at home at the clink has allowed only three players to go over 100 yards since week three of 2018. And the last, and the, 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 the guy, the week three in 2018 was Zeke. Mm-hmm. Mm. I remember that. So, yeah, yeah. I think it was like 126 yards or something. Mm. But here's an interesting thing. They have allowed players at the moment, running backs, to run all over them. So the question I'm asking you is, does Zeke return, come full circle, and become the fourth player to go 100 yards at the clink? Bearing in mind, there's no crowd. This is where we're going back to, where everything comes back full circle. What do you guys think? Maybe. Um, maybe. And to tie it into the previous question, I think it's... Yes, you want to say it's going to be a Dak-led game because, yeah. as you said, the majority of the strength on this Seahawks defense is on the front rather than at the back, even with Jamal Adams there. Yeah. It's going to be a throwing mm-hmm. game, but they are involving Zeke in that more and more. Like they said they were going to. That was clearly evident in the last game, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I think both could be involved. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more pass option there. Um, mm-hmm. I, but at the same time, I, I'm slightly, because of that, I'm apprehensive to say to a degree that Zeke would break 100 yards. But if I was going to put money on something to happen in this game, I would serious. If the odds were decent, I would seriously consider putting money on both he and Pollard having good games. Because, like you said, they're letting running backs run all over them at the minute, but none of them are necessarily, in terms of history, have have gone out and gone over those yard games. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But in terms and of two, actual yeah. yards, yeah, in terms of actual yards gained and touchdowns, that could be a, a potentially interesting thing. But if anyone's going to do it, it's Zeke. In my okay. Opinion. All I, I would am. say against um, that is but they all... all I would say against that is that the the biggest rusher that the Patriots had on Sunday was Cam Newton for forty seven yards. Mm-hmm. Um so they may have they may have tightened up if if there's gonna be a coach to unlock a running game against the Seahawks, it's gonna be Bill Belichick. So I just wonder if they've Very if true. they've tightened their game up a little bit. But like you say, um, Zeke Elliott is who he is and you've got mm-hmm. Pollard ready there to take advantage as well so if we can stay balanced and get a lead there's no reason why we can't feature the run game Yeah I, and 100%. also and uh, there's two other sides I was going to talk about and that we'll quickly then get on to the, the, the Seahawks defence because um, there's a little bit of a re-emergence if you like of them trying to bring that that old, you know, the 12s, whatever you yeah. want to call them, that defense back then. They're trying mm-hmm. to work something around that. And you can see that the pieces are slowly starting to come back together for them. Um, but um, one of the things that has popped up, as I say, I'm looking at some stats, uh, that the Cowboys on the road, this is on the road again, um, they have now on a four-game losing streak mm-hmm. on the road. And in that time... They had two games 
where they scored no touchdowns, and they only they the times they have scored touchdowns, there have been five, and that's in forty five possessions. Interesting. So, mm, it I is think quite those ratios are going to change. I think those ratios are going to change in a positive manner going into this yeah. game. Well, I mean, like, let, let, the, the one thing that popped out to me is people were talking about, um, like, the, the one big thing is Amari Cooper. And we all know mm. about his home game as opposed to his Rome game splits. Now, to me, there's nothing that stands out why that happens. That there's nothing there to me, you know, statistically it stands out. But in his game, I don't know what you guys think, that there's nothing poking out at me to say he's doing something different on the road. Um, So, yeah, yeah, but here's where the reason people say this is on the road, Cooper, 13 road games, right, since he's been with the Cowboys. In that time, 53 receptions and 575 yards. Uh. Mm. And when you say he broke a, th- uh, you know, a thousand yard season, you, 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 you stop and look at it and go, hmm, okay, that's kind of weird. But yeah. I think the mold is breaking purely on the basis <clears throat> of what I saw at SoFi Stadium. He came away with 10 receptions and 81 yards. Uh. And so I, the question yeah. I'm going to ask Graham is, Graham is... <laughs> <laughs> is trying to figure out which way I'm pointing. Is, yeah. Do you think perhaps the um, that that old narrative is beginning to change for Cooper? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, the the narrative goes all the way back to it goes all the way back to when we saw him standing on the sideline mm-hmm. uh, when we needed him most. Something wasn't right with Cooper last year, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and we've. It, it escapes me the source on Twitter, but I saw that he was running with a foot injury yeah. against the Falcons and he wasn't full speed. Apparently, in, in, through practice this week, he's been full speed. So if we can get him back to full health, that narrative, that narrative will change. We've also got a different play caller. I mean, I say we've got, yeah. a, different, we've got a different play. We've got a different man at the top and he, mm. will, he will ask for different things. And so, and so that's what I mean in terms of play calling. Um, I mean, it, like we all, they always say that Garrett would always run in first down. He's not going to be running much with the Giants anymore in first down. Not, uh, <laughs> not, since, they, yeah. not mm. since they lost Saquon. That was a sore injury. Anyway, I digress. Um, but to go back to your question, <laughs> to go back to your question, yes, Cooper, Cooper will increase because... Um, Simply because of the addition of C.D. Lamb and the resurgence mm-hmm. of Michael Gallup, yeah. um, if you're going to leave one alone, it will hurt you. So they're going to have to spread things out an awful lot more. Um, uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to pick your poison with the Cowboys' wide receivers, and they they can't they can't leave Lamb and um, and the other options unguarded so it's going to open things up for Cooper and if we if he's back to full health then hopefully we'll we'll see it on Sunday yeah mm-hmm. um one of the things that is popping up as well at the moment I don't know who it, it, it's not a huge thing but it's just a little um uh, I don't know how to <coughs> describe it just a little thing that's popping in and out at the moment but um 
is CD Lamb went over 100 yards in the last game. Michael Gallup um, on uh, 50, I think he finished on 58 yards. I did write it down uh-huh. somewhere. But do you guys think it's too early to go down the road of saying Lamb's taking over Gallup, or do you want to go there already? Yes. <laughs> no, too early. We're two games in. We we are to put it in proper perspective. We are two too games early. into a four game preseason. You know, it's it's far too early. He is a very, clearly Basically. a very good player. He is clearly able to hit the ground running to a degree as much as any rookie really can. He's done a tremendous job, but I think he's got a fair way to go yet before he can say he's. You know, he's the the one B or the one AA or however you want to say it. You know, he's that second rank taken over Gallup. I, yeah, he's he's just it's not there yet. It's far too early. You know, yeah, if if I'm... you look back at look back at Zeke and how high everyone was on Zeke, including <clears throat> me, coming into his first season, it took him three four games just to get going. You know, really get going to the Zeke we know. It's far too early for that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Rich. Uh, too early. Um, I'll also go back to uh, the Falcons pre-game I predicted 100 yards for Lamb and a touchdown and I was damn close mm, on damn the close. touchdown <laughs> yep. um, if you could turn one of those yards into a touchdown you would have been spot on was 100, <laughs> 101 <laughs> yards with no touchdowns but yeah just um <laughs> I don't think we've I don't think we've seen a team give any real attention to Lamb yet. That's yeah. that's what's that's what's going to hold. Mm. See, like, see if somebody was to say, say Cooper was to go out for uh, some unknown reason, and they were to focus on CD Lamb, how would he handle that? You know, how would he handle mm-hmm. uh, press coverage with a with a safety over the top? Not, I mean, he, he might handle it perfectly well, but it's too early yep. in the season. And I don't think anybody's focused on him that much. I mean, it's 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 going to be the case where you're going to have to you're going to have to um, plan for somebody, uh, and you're going to have to leave somebody with single coverage. Um, to my knowledge, it's been Lamb with the single coverage. So if he was to draw a double from for a lot of a game, I don't know. He probably um, we don't know, but he might go quiet on that situation. So I'm going to re- agree with Rich that he's still got a little bit to go before he leapfrogs Gallup, I would say. Yeah, and this, this is the thing, going on from what you said, he is still a rookie. And yes, he's shown up very well, but not to the point where he warrants drawing double coverage, especially when he's yeah. on the same team as um, Gallup and when he's on the same team as Amari Cooper. If you're going to put all those threats and rank them in order... We, we all know how you're going to rank those three yeah. because you've got the experience and you've got the team mm-hmm. previously. Now, yeah. that's, not a, that's not a knock on Lamb at all. I just no. don't think teams are, going to, teams are going to scheme for him rather than say, okay, you're going to stick on Lamb and cover him the whole game to shut him down um, and draw potentially start drawing double coverage when he starts seriously flashing. As soon as he starts yeah. having big plays and it's not just a flash in the pan, yeah. Or he makes a game-breaking play, he's going to... And I'm not saying, you know, he has been a flash in the pan. That's not what I'm saying. But as soon as there's some consistency there in terms of playing really well, yeah, then he will start drawing coverage. And that's when things will then start to really open up. You know, yeah. that's, that's the next stage of things for this wide receiver core. So it's, it's far too early for that yet, but it is looking promising. Yeah, I'll also just clarify... Um, I'll, I'll 
I'll say that uh, he hasn't found the end zone just yet. Okay. So, um, on to... Go on, sorry. Lamb hasn't found the end zone just yet. So uh, until he come, becomes a viable red zone target, you can't really promote him. Yeah. To, but just looking at the stats, um, none of our guys have yet. So <laughs> just looking at that, we, we haven't had a, a top three receiver touchdown yet. Nope. That is true. Um, Technically, Schultz has beaten them. There you go. A lovely segue. Lovely segue. That was the next guy I was going to talk about. Do we see Schultz uh, continuing on? Do you think that that game has given him the confidence? Um, I hope so. Yeah. Can we see um, perhaps maybe not a big game because uh, you know for a tight end 88 yards and a touchdown's a big game do we see do we see that coming back or do we see you know somewhere where it regresses more to the mean or do we think that mean mean or do you think perhaps that that was just um a one off because of the team that we were playing falcons giving up a lot of yards it's hard to say because uh, like on that last point you want to say was it just the Falcons because they're giving up a lot of yards? But we're here sat mm. now saying about the Seahawks, you want to go through the air because they give up a lot of yards. So yeah. then why would Schultz, Schultz not have a similar sort of game? Um, I mean, my fantasy would be very grateful if he did. But you've, you want to temper expectations, don't you? I mean, at the end of the day, he is Dalton Schultz, but he, like it was his first game and he had to step up and he stepped up yeah. in a big way. Um, so I'm going to... I'm going to back him and be cautiously optimistic until he shows me otherwise, yeah. because it's one game. But I'm, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about him. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm the same as Rich. I mean, he's he's not a rookie. He's been around. Yeah. Um, he will have familiarity with the offense, and it's set up for the tight end, whoever it is, to succeed because you have so much focus on wide receiver. I mean, obviously, depending on what, what personnel is out there on, on the field at the time, but when you've got two studs, which receivers on the outside and a running back and Zeke, you can't cover everybody, and that's where the success for Dalton Schultz came from. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna leave... I, I don't think they're going to have any kind of plan for Schultz because, no. like you say, it's it's, an, it's a 19-yard game, and boy, didn't we all enjoy it. Um mm-hmm. But can he can he produce that five six times into the season? Hopefully, hopefully because it would be a, it would be a great patch over the, the huge hole that Blake Jarwin's left for the season. Um, but like Rich said, that you know small sample size, but it's a good yeah. sample size. Yeah, very small sample size, but the sample is good. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it's in a way with you know Lamb aside, CD Lamb aside. It's a similar sort of thing with Jarwin from last year because he had that blow-up game. He scored quite a few touchdowns. He was showing down well, and I was quite hyped coming to this season to see him because of that. Similar sort of way of doing things now Dalton Schultz is showing well. And let's not forget that the passing side of things isn't necessarily or hasn't been the weakest part of Schultz's game. So really, the odds are probably stacked in his favour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like, it's, yeah. Paul just said right there, he's just commented, said with Brad Sham the other day, Schultz yeah. surprised us. Schultz surprised yeah. everyone. Nobody was expecting yeah. him to step up, no. but he did. So I mean, last last year you had Blake Jarwin living in the shadow of Jason Witten. 
And you had Dalton Schultz living in the shadow of Blake Jarwin. So, and, that is, and now so, that shadow has shifted. So that's it's, a pretty big shadow. <laughs> so, you never know, uh, hopefully. Yeah, um, talking of shadows, uh, this is a shadow that is a conversation <laughs> that always haunts us here at UK Cowboys TV, one of our favourite subjects. I'm going to let you guys talk about the O-line. How do you think they're going to hold up oh. this week? Oh, you picked the wrong night to ask that question. Yes, no, he's done this deliberately. He's done it No swearing. No swearing. Ah, oh, sorry. Gosh, I forgot I've got to behave. It's live. Um, yeah. Oh. Oh, just cross your fingers and hope for the best, really. I mean, you've, yeah. I, I just, I can't wait till Tyron Smith comes back. I really, really can't. And Lyle, I just... It's going to be crossing fingers and saying sweet Marys till till that happens. Really, <laughs> it is. You got two rookies. Like it was as much as you can benefit, or sorry, not benefit as much as you can praise Dak for the game he was able to have last week. Not just Dak; it was everyone. Yeah, with the line there, and I'm not trying to slate these guys, but they were clearly a very big step down from what we used to. And I do think there is an element of we've been a bit spoiled with our recent past in terms of old line play. Um, there was a marked difference, and it have a had a marked effect in that first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the uh, you you guys will you guys will agree that that first quarter in particular that was frightening. Um, mm. it was it, Dak running for his life. It was really really bad. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was. I I don't know if it was just me watching it that. Uh, you know, after a particularly rough day or busy day or whatever, but it seemed to get a little bit better. You know, we seemed to start clicking yeah. and we seemed to get the ball out a little bit quicker and it wasn't quite as obvious uh, that Dak was, was hurried in the second half. Yeah. I don't know if things were clicking further down the field and that got the ball out a bit quicker or if we if the tackles kind of settled down a little bit. Um, but in that first quarter in particular it was it was it was rough um yeah like rich was saying come back tyron smith all is forgiven um <laughs> you know uh, um I, I think that the, the seahawks are going to are going to take advantage again on sunday um it's going to be it's going to be an interesting watch shall we say yeah, okay. they are certainly yeah. going to try. They they, and everyone else in the league knows where the weakness is. Yeah. But in fairness, again, Paul Stewart, stop it. Stop it, because you're coming in. First off, he's stirring the pot, and then he's coming in with good points, and he's taking things out of my mouth, and it's really starting <laughs> to annoy me now. <laughs> he has a good point, though. Knight and Steel <laughs> did very, and like expanding on what Graham said, they did very well in that second half. In the grand scheme of things, they did very, very well. There was a marked yeah. difference between just the first quarter, let alone the first half. But there was a, yeah. there was a big difference. So I, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, no. As much as I really want no. those guys to come back, I will. anyone will want those guys to come back. Um, <laughs> I mean, they are who they are. But, you know, I'm not all doom and gloom about it. At the end of the day, they are rookies. You know, they've got to give them time. Yeah. It's going to take a while to get used to things. Yeah. 
just got to roll with it. There's other teams that are in far worse position on the O-line. So. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Especially I know, after I know I'm, I'm kind of floating on the, the, the Seahawks kind of side of the ball, but um, they, they managed to get five tackles for loss and a sack yep. last Sunday, and that was against a, a quarterback that's slightly more mobile than Dak. Mm-hmm. So we need we definitely need second half tackles as opposed to the the first quarter. Um, mm-hmm. But like you say, I mean they they are they are inexperienced players, and I just wonder if um, they kind of grew into the game a little bit, which was encouraging. And if they can if they can carry on that second half form, it may not be quite as bad as we're making it out to be. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, they yeah. they had they had nothing to lose. <laughs> The whole team had yeah. absolutely nothing to lose when stuff goes that badly wrong. <laughs> you know, you're only really, you know, you, you know you're going to be swimming upstream for the rest of the game. You've got nothing yeah. to lose. You're just going to go for it. So, yeah, I think there probably was a bit of that. I think you saw a fair amount, and Mike McCarthy said about everyone, you saw a lot of grit and determination and courage and discipline from everyone for the rest of that game, those two guys yeah. included. So then, just to finish off on the Cowboys' offense side, um, we'll just briefly skip into the, the Seahawks defense guys. How just, uh, I mean, I'll give you the stats. Uh, I was just speaking slightly off air about it. Jamal Adams leads the Seahawks in tackles, sacks, um, tackles for a loss and quarterback hits, but just how good is this guy and just how disruptive is he going to be for, uh, this O-line and for Zeke and for Dak? Someone's playing for a contract. You know that. Mm, yeah. Contract, yeah. Um, yeah. Potentially, potentially quite. Um, I mean, wasn't it before we came on, Graham was saying about the hit he had. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And if there's, if you're going to potentially beat someone, you're going to go for rookies and you got two on this O-line. You know? Yeah. Like I said, everyone knows the weakness. Mm? Yeah. Um, I mean, my... My one final point on the Cowboys, um, I don't want to say run game because that's singling them out, mm-hmm. but they better hold on to the frigging ball. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I can't see that. Lethal, I, I, it was a good My play, Mike. God. It was a good play. And you've got to remember like Muhammad this. Ali out there. <laughs> Zeke is not really known for being uh, for suffering with fumbleitis. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's usually uh, quite, quite good. The reason I bring that up because if, if anybody's watched the the Patriots Seahawks highlights, the, the play in particular where um, Adams got the sack on Cam Newton, he he's lined up at safety mm-hmm. and he comes tearing out of the backfield. There is there is no coverage in his in his thought whatsoever. He's going straight for the QB and he gets there so quickly and he gets to Cam, who is effectively a linebacker, and he floors him. So he knows he has pace, power, he has um, downward speed. He will come and get the ball carrier. And that's why I bring up ball security because he may well be lined up in the backfield, but a lot of the time he will, he will have his eyes locked on Zeke because that is, that is one of the, the driving forces um, of, behind a questionable offensive line. So that's, he, I think he's going to have a big game. Um, yeah. Because basically, because we were involved in the kind of the kind of uh, Adams chat, and of course he's going to have yeah, a big yeah. game against us. <laughs> but, like, but like Rich says, he's playing for a contract, and I have I have zero 
uh, zero regrets about not not taking Adams because um, he costs two first round picks and a replacement safety, yeah. uh, and you're going to have to pay him mega bucks at some point. So yeah, it's yeah. something we simply can't afford. But yeah. he deserves it, and he is a huge part of that Seahawks offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I, be. No, 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 go, go, Rich. Okay. I was just going to update on the injuries. That's all. Okay, I was going to say I'm basically going off from what Graham said. I'm more worried about the effect he's going to have on Zeke, targeting Zeke rather than Dak necessarily. Yeah, um, I'm with you there. I'm with you. And there. anyone else taking any sort of passes out the backfield. Um, mm. But then again, this is this not the Zeke that I believe, unless I'm getting the player wrong, put a certain Cam Chancellor on his backside when he was a rookie. <laughs> so I'm not that worried about Zeke. Like even with the last the last game we've seen and everyone saw the first score and everyone was like, Oh my god. I'm still <laughs> not like like Mike said, he's 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 not a guy that generally ball security is an issue for. I'm not necessarily that worried. If Jamal Adams wants to come barreling down trying to take out Zeke, then he best look out himself because Zeke ain't going to go down easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just to add on uh, to that, we've also got to remember they do have a, a decent linebacking core, uh, uh-huh. spearheaded by Bobby Wagner, um, yes. who is a very decent linebacker. But interesting, <laughs> yeah. Uh, interestingly, though, defensive end uh, Mayoa, he's the next guy on the list uh, behind um, Jamal Adams on sacks. He's mm-hmm. actually uh, tagged with an injury designation. He's questionable uh, to play. Yeah. And another interesting one, which helps um, the receiving core is uh, Dunbar. He's also tagged with an injury report as well. Uh, Quinton Dunbar's uh, questionable with a knee. Um, and he and- has not even joined practice as yet. But we still got exactly. tomorrow's practice We've, we've still got tomorrow's practice report, or Fridays. I shouldn't say tomorrow because some people will be watching this tomorrow. Um, so, other, other viewers, other viewers might not know. Um, Bruce Irvin's done for the year. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ACL. Um, but let's look then, guys, at how we are to stop what the uh, Seahawks are going to throw at us. Now, this can be controversial, being uh, that it's a cowboy show. But is Russell Wilson the NFC quarterback, um, the number one quarterback in the NFC? Controversial, I know. Maybe. Right now, maybe. It's... <sighs> I'm going to say yeah. I'm with you there. I would I'm say, say yes, yeah. too. He, he makes... He... He's very, very similar to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He, he makes things happen. His, he probably has the best deep ball in the NFL. Um, and he has the legs as well. Uh, he, he is an escape artist. Yes. You know, the, um, the amount of times Patriots sent a blitz in and Wilson simply ran out of it mm. um, for... For basic yardage, um, you know, turned a turned a sack into a four or five yard play. Um, so he has everything. There's a reason they love him. Because um, so, for for so often, um, you know, they, they kind of had serviceable receivers uh, behind Tyler Lockett. 
They, yeah. mm-hmm. And then they go and add DK Metcalf, who is a beast. He's um, absolutely balling out at the who, moment. Who is a fast beast, but we'll get <laughs> into that. <laughs> he is a fast beast, yeah. It just his his only problem is his inability to uh he's he's unidirectional. He he can't seem to be he's like the Titanic. Can't seem to turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not yeah, a very I, tight turn circle, is he? No, no, no. But um just to put it in perspective, right? Dak he's he's second in the league in um throw in uh, for um yeah. For, for throw-in yardage. Um, he's got two... Um, he's got two passing touchdowns on the season. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, 610 yards. He's a little bit behind in yards, but he's thrown for nine touchdowns in two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is worrying. And just to add <laughs> to... Just to add to what Paul was saying earlier in a comment um, about DK Metcalf... He's on eight receiving. <laughs> he's had eight receptions, just eight. But with that, he's had 187 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, when when I say beast, um, for for his touchdown on on Sunday, he had he had Stephon Gilmore in coverage. You know, yeah. Gilmore's no slouch. He's not. Nope. No. You no. know, he's 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 a stud corner, and Metcalf simply muscled him out. Um. Yeah, it's going to be another. They're going to light up the scoreboard on Sunday. Uh, oh it's yeah, yeah. A, it's easily going to be over fifty points, I would say. An interesting one, though, just to know, right? Um, we'll get to the Cowboys' defense in terms of what we can do to help uh, tackle all that. But their tight end uh, Disley is also on the injury report. He's questionable as well. Um, which is interesting because that means that there are only three options, really. I know you've still got to count Russell Wilson in as well because he's his own player. Like, the, their play calling is really simple, really. It's very simple playbook, um, the Seahawks playbook. It is on first down, run the ball. On second down, run the ball. On third down, ask Russell Wilson to do something. That's, That's basically it. Sounds vaguely similar. It does, yeah. When you think about it, yeah, yeah. But it's just—it seems you watch it and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, they're running. Oh, okay, they're running. And then it's like, what? What? You can even see Russell Wilson like he's not even listening to whatever's going on in his headset, or or if it is, it's just like Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. If you can get third down for us, please. Um, But with with that out. It's how it goes. Yeah. With that going on, though, a player at the moment who is stepping up and is being absolutely awfully close with a number of interceptions is <laughs> our shiny brand new cornerback, Mister Diggs. Um, now, what do you? What would you guys do with him? Would you stick him on Lockett, or would you try and get him to shadow DK Metcalf? Because with the Woozier out, uh, Diggs is our number one cornerback I'm on the fence I'm on the fence of whether you just put people in the position and then just play our game or if you actually put him on someone and see how he copes I'm not sure yeah um I, I if it was me 
I'd, I'd prefer him to be on Lockett because I think Lockett has more in the locker. Excuse the mm-hmm. pun. Um, he has he has direction, speed, and red zone presence. <coughs> Metcalf's more the kind of long bomb type, and yes. to have Diggs doing that all game, I think, would be unproductive. So, I, if it was me, I'd have him on. Um, I'd have him on Lockett. He's going the other way. We've got a, a comment from Paul who. Obviously, as people know, does the show. He's going the opposite to you guys. He's saying digs on Metcalf. Yeah, he's just. Um, but this is that's one of the things I'm thinking about. Is like it's just like you said, next man up. He's your top guy. Stick him on the best guy. Go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's quite quite a bit of a sticky situation with the corners at the moment. But here's a, a comment I, I thought with the, I'd ask you guys is at the moment people are concerned about pressure and pass rush. The two Ps. Um, with the Seahawks O-line, um, do we see our D-line? And especially, uh, as you were saying earlier, Rich, that the first few games are more than anything about trying to create cohesion and synchronicity because um, it's just like preseason. Do we yeah. see the D-line now starting to click? Are we going to see that, especially in it with the against the Seahawks? You would hope so. Um, as much as, like you said, I'm a big proponent of all of that, and at the end of the day, this is, you know, a season that's all up in the air, and we haven't had mm-hmm. any preseason. Um, yeah, they've had two live games. That's it. They've had sweet FA or not that much in terms of practice time, in terms of actually going live, and it's never the same as playing a game. If they don't get decent pressure, not even hits, just pressure on Russell Wilson then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. There is a serious problem. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the trouble you got, uh, I've always said this about Russell Wilson, that he's not a um, he's not a rushing quarterback. People will say no. that. I say he's more of a scrambling. I know you're kind of like, what's the difference? But in, in terminology, I see him as a scrambling quarterback, that really his primary focus is to try and pass the ball. But he knows that... If the pressure comes and he gets in trouble, he mm-hmm. has the ability to get up and go and get go get that first down. Very much yeah. similar. It sounds exactly the way I've just described Russell Wilson as Dak. Yes. And there and was, even, I can't remember. Evenly similar. Yeah, and I can't remember who, who wrote the article. It was on NFL.com. Someone was mm-hmm. ranking all, basically all the quarterbacks in terms of their run ability. Um, I think they actually ranked Wilson the same in the same tier as Dak. Um, and I completely agree with exactly what you said there. They are a similar sort of style. Um, yeah. I think Dak is a bit more athletic, but they treat him the same. It's schemed the same. They don't want Dak in harm's way because he's a quarterback. Mm. They're going to want to get rid of the ball, especially when you've got all these weapons and then you've got Zeke in the backfield and you've got Tony Pollard. Yeah. yeah. And how would you want to call up Antoine Woods and put him in fullback or whatever, you know, just, Crazy. Paul, Paul, they're agreeing pretty much with our, our narrative. Um, but what, what do you think, Ray? Do you think that this is? Uh, do, do you, well, bearing in mind, right? Do you want our D line uh, to be trying to rush Russell Wilson, or do you think that it's going to go the other way, and this is more of a game where the D line need to just contain him? Well, I mean, it's difficult because. Um, if you don't, if you don't pressure him, he'll 
he'll throw touchdown passes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he threw five against the Patriots, uh, who have an above, well above average defense. Um, yeah. But if you look at who we've who we've faced so far, um, Jared Goff, pocket passer, um, Matt Ryan, even more pocket passer, and we we didn't get to either of them. So all of a sudden, mm. all of a sudden, you go well. Now we're facing a quarterback that's going to run away from danger. We weren't getting to the quarterback in the first place, so I don't see where the sack is going to come from. This is the what. This is how I'm a little bit worried about it because if you do get to Wilson, he'll a lot of the time he'll run out of it um, and and make something happen. Like we said with Dak, once he gets outside the pocket, he's particularly good. When he's scrambling, he's particularly good. So yeah. I don't see where our D-line pressure is going to come from. This is why I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring affair again. Um, unless we can unless we can, kind of come up with some chemistry to get to, to Wilson, he's either going to pass us to death or run away from it. Yeah, no, that's concerning. It's exactly right. And he's, like you said, if you don't, try and get to him, he's going to throw touchdowns. If you try to get to him, he's going to scramble and he's probably going to throw touchdowns still. He's one of those guys. It's annoying. It's like when now, karma-wise, on the receiving end of years ago, when Tony Romo was scrambling away from certain people. and <laughs> yeah. get away. It's, it's like karma, isn't it? But it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Unless it's going to be more exotic stuff, um, I think they probably should focus more you always want to see them get to him and try and get to him as much as they can. But because of the threat he is, I do think they should probably focus more on trying to contain him and mm-hmm. then try and get to him with more exotic things like, well, not exotic, yeah. but, you know, other things like trying to bring in people like Jalen Smith to try and get in there, there and where there's gaps and then hit him. That, I think, there is you where you're going to get more success. And Paul, completely agreeing with you there, with, you know, there basically go. reiterating yeah, what, what you're saying. But well, one uh, shining light at the moment in terms of position, um, I'm not on about safety. And we're not going to talk mm-hmm. about that because I think Sweet. if you're a Cowboys fan, yeah, you pretty much know how that narrative is going to go. The yeah. one big thing that is popping up that is the shining light in our defense is our linebacking core. Uh, Jalen Smith leading away in tackles right behind him, right behind him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But right behind him is Joe Thomas. And I'm telling Mm. you now, I'm telling you now that he is going to have a big game this week uh, against the Seahawks. And he all of this is going to be the game where all of a sudden people are going to start talking about him and be like, this Joe Thomas guy, you need to pay attention to him. Yes. People have been saying since the off season, do not, even before stuff's actually started, do not sleep on Joe Thomas. Mm. And yeah, now I, I completely agree. It. I think this is where people, it's going to come to fruition. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got... People are going to know this. He's got history with McCarthy as well, like this, yeah. they said on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, that's that's at least a positive coming out of the kind of not obvious starter kind of pool of players that we had just now. Um, Stepped up. And, uh, God is it welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, um, so just a, a quick one, guys, before we get into <laughs> uh, the final piece of doing this, give me your score predictions, what you think. And obviously everyone at home, if you've got, um, if you've got any score predictions, send them on over now. And uh, 
yes, sorry, I've got about 20 messages coming in all at once. Uh, give me your score predictions and people at home as well. Hit me with it. Go I'll on. let either of go you on, go Graham. first. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, like I said at the, the start of the show, um, I see the Shootout. I see the, the Seahawks very, very similar to the Falcons. Um, capable QB, high caliber wide receivers, um, above average run game. Chris Carson doing particularly well in the receiving core as well. So um, I'm also going to give our, our, our team as a whole an awful lot of credit because so many teams will have crumbled on Sunday. Um, there is definitely the fight there that was missing so many times under Garrett. Like I said in the show, well over 50 points. For me, it's going to be... I'm going to go 38-34 Cowboys. Oh, okay. Check this score out. Oh. <laughs> Paul. Paul, yeah. Paul coming in 45-35. Uh, so yeah, he's going he's going big. 40 burger, um, team 40 burger. But Rich, give me your score prediction. What are you going for, brother? I am all behind team 40 burger, but I think defenses on both sides step up more this week. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking more something like 35-31. 35, okay. I didn't say they were gonna be amazing. So, <laughs> just enough to stop 40 burger. <laughs> okay then guys let's finish off then uh since we've got uh about five minutes left let's talk about fantasy football everyone's favorite Wash. um subject love it. Uh, so love fantasy uh, football. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's just get into this then right um so what we do uh, and obviously you guys everyone at home can join in as well i'm going to give you the score the predictive score uh, as um, since it's NFL, I didn't use any other of the branded um, teams. I've used NFL Fantasies, um, the actual NFL.com, NFL Fantasies uh, score predictions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the score. Play along at home as well. Um, I'll give you the score. If you think that the player that I give you the score, that they're going to score that predictive number of points or more, give me a boy, oh boy. If you think it's going to be less, then it's a oh boy. Um, as once or first stated by Quantum Leap. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Quantum Leap? Whoosh. Yeah. No blast from the past. <laughs> blast from the past. So who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Rich does. Where? Rich does. <laughs> well right. volunteered, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich, I'm going to give you Dak Prescott. He is predicted to score 19 fantasy points. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Yep. I like it. All right, then. Yep. Yeah. All right, then. Great. I'm going to give you Russell Wilson 22 fantasy points. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. All right, then. At least one rushing touchdown for Wilson. That's where I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. At least. All right. Um, Rich, Chris Carson. I'm a little bit worried, actually, about Chris Carson. But uh, he's predicted to score 15 fa fantasy points. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ooh. Reiterate. Got feeling. 
Okay, that's good enough for me. Um, okay, oh, this is a tough one for Graham. <laughs> this, this, no, it, it really is, right? Zeke. Cheers for letting me go first. <laughs> yeah, this, this one. I look at this, and when you look at it, you're like, "Wow, okay." But it's hell of a, when you think it's a running back. Zeke predicted from NFL.com's fantasy uh, app. Zeke is predicted to score 19 fantasy points. Ooh. <laughs> now, think that's what about I mean. This. Do you Based see what I mean? What we talked about earlier. Think about this now. I know what I'd say. So for 19 fantasy points, you're talking, what, 130 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, or, or 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yard. Yeah. Or two, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, yeah. Um... Uh, just while you're thinking oh. about it, I just want to say to, uh, to, to Lorne, who's saying uh, Cowboys D gets two turnovers and three sacks. That'll come That's in handy for you. That that, that this will come in handy for you guys when we get to the Cowboys fantasy uh, score. But to, go on, and Gray, what do you got? I'm gonna go. Oh boy. Oh boy. Because that's that's high. That's it's that's a big a high score. number. It's it is a, a big, big score for Zeke. I mean, the Seahawks are no mugs on defensively. No. 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 It's no. it's high. I mean, I don't. I, I can see him getting 15 points, mm. but 19's high. For a running yeah, back, it is that's a high. For a running it's back, high. for a running back, it's high. But I think he could do it. When you stop and you think about it, though, you could say that's a hundred yards rushing, right? And say twenty, depending if you're playing half PPR or standard. Yeah. Um, you say you chuck in twenty, thirty receiving yards, and then throw in a touchdown. So it's quite possible. It's possible, exactly. but he'd have to be on form. He'd have to be full fly. All right, yes. Amari Cooper, Rich. Um, Amari Cooper, playing away, bear in mind, uh, but he is doing better. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, so he's still waiting on that on that little baby. So, Amari Cooper, 15 points. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Okay. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, Graham, let's give you Lockett, 15 points. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I was just saying, uh, you, can't say, you can't not say boy, oh boy, after what you said about yeah, I, Russell yeah. Wilson. No, I, Rich, I was basically just contemplating uh, how, how low 15 points is as a target. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, he could, well, he could get well over 20 points on Sunday. Let's not yeah. beat about the bush. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Rich. Let's go with DK Metcalf, 15 points. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, easily. Uh, Graham, Michael Gallup, 13 points. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, boy, oh boy. Boy, yeah, oh boy. Yeah. All right. yeah. I mean, um, just simply because there is only one ball. <laughs> I mean, it's quite yeah. good. I mean, yeah, that... It's, it's, I think it's going to be a shootout again. Um, yeah, there's every chance. Every. All right, then. I, I'm going to hit you with um, Dalton Schultz. Six points. To me. Bye, oh, boy. Bye, oh, bye, oh, bye, oh, bye, oh, bye, oh, bye. This is going to be a freaking 
cricket score on Sunday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, uh, Rich, the Cowboys' defense, six points. Yeah, Bear in mind, the Seahawks, the Seahawks are going to rack up a score. Boy, so oh, this boy. is going to be purely based on... Oh, okay. And then Rich, I think they could uh, get six. Okay. I don't think so. I think they, they, they're going to nope. be more breaking even. No. That they'll get some turn I think they'll get some turnovers. They'll maybe get a couple of sacks thrown in there, which boosts their score. But the score that the Seahawks will put on on the Cowboys will bring that score down. Um but Seahawks defense, Gray, finish us off, mate. Six points. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. Mm, oh boy, okay. because Team 40 Burger's coming out to play. <laughs> I, that. <laughs> I, that. I like that. I, mean, I like that. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. If it, if it works for, on the Cowboy side, as I was just saying about bringing their fantasy score down, it's going to happen on the, on the Seahawks side. But guys, that is the pregame uh, show for the Seahawks. Um, make sure you join us each week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it's the tea days. So fairly easy to remember. Um, you could join in, check us the comments like we've had tonight. Um, also, last uh, Tuesday, the Tuesday just gone, we had Brad Sham, the voice of the Cowboys on. Go back and watch Dude. that if you haven't watched it. And also, guys, uh, don't forget uh, that if you are going to a game uh, either this year or possibly next season. You book it through Cowboys Experience. Uh, they have game day packages, tailgate parties and other events and tour, stadium tour uh, events for you guys. Make sure though, when you do uh, book it, you use the booking code UK Cowboys for a, an extra little gift. Just for saying the word. That's all you gotta do. Um, but of course, guys, that is it uh, from myself. From Mr. Richard Jones and Graham Wilson. This is UK Cowboys TV for this week. All of this week now we're done. Uh, we'll see you next week where uh, Brian will be back on the post-game show. So make sure to join him then. And we will see you all next week. Enjoy the weekend. See you next time. Ha <laughs> ha.